Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And today we're going to talk about how and why to get into anime. So if you're not sure where to start in your anime adventure or you want to get your friends started in anime, go ahead and stay tuned. But first, we're going to have some light banter. We'll check in with Studio WEEB for some anime news. Best Boy Justin, have you seen the new Star Wars Visions trailer? You know that I did, because you watched it with me. So (laughs) the answer to that question is yes. Good. Um, It's awesome. I cannot wait. Uh, It's coming out September 22nd, Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know. Um, But I I just want to, like, I pulled up a list of all the episode titles and the studio's doing them, just to give you, like, an idea. So, for those of you who don't know, essentially, on Disney+, Plus, they're going to release this thing called Star Wars Visions. It's going to be very similar to, like, the Animatrix, um, if anyone remembers also really that. Um, I have mixed feelings on it. There were, like, some that were good and some that were not so good. I thought they were all pretty good. Um, but essentially, it's a whole bunch of, like, really good anime studios making star wars anime which as an anime nerd and uh and an enjoyer of star wars i'm super psyched for um so the first episode is called the duel it's going to be done by kamikaze doga doga um they are not so much a studio but they have produced uh jojo and uh ninja batman which i don't know anything about but sounds cool i've seen the visuals for it but i've never actually watched it (laughs) um the second episode is lop and ocho it's done by gino studio and they are responsible for golden kamui um the third one is tatooine rhapsody which is also a rad name for an episode it's a really good name (laughs) for an episode of cowboy bebop yeah (laughs) um that's from studio colorado i don't think that's how you pronounce it but that's what it looks like colorado um they produced uh, Pokemon Twilight Wings, which was actually a really good like YouTube uh, short series for Pokemon. Um, Penguin Highway, which is a movie I want to see, and Burn the Witch, uh, the movie specifically. Um, the Twins and The Elder are going to be done by Studio Trigger, which like you can absolutely tell which parts of the trailer are done by Trigger because they have such a distinct style. Uh, if you don't know, they did uh, Kill a Kill, Darling in the Franks, uh, BNA, and Promare. Um, the sixth episode is The Village Bridge, Bride, The Village Bride. The Village Bridge? <laughs> Same thing. <Oof. laughs> um, that's done by Kinema Citrus, uh, who did Made in Abish and Abish. Made in Abish. <laughs> Made in Abish. The, the Bridge Bish. Smoking uh, a pancake. Uh, Made in Abyss and The Rising of the Shield Hero. Um, then we have Aka Kiri. Uh, which is done by, and uh, T0B1, which is done by Science Saru. They did Jap- uh, Japan Sinks 2020, the theatrical version, and Yokai watched the movie. And then finally we have The Ninth Jedi, which is done by none other than studio, or production IG, who did Haikyuu, Ace of the Diamond, Bunny Drop, which is Justin's favorite show. We don't show. talk about it. Uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, and Parappa the Rapper, which I, I knew was a, they did that. <laughs> I knew it was a game, but I didn't realize, I think is also an anime. Is it an anime? too i knew it was a game uh i think we need to go and find that anime maybe um but any which way the trailer looks awesome i encourage everyone to go watch it um what were your thoughts um i thought it was really interesting looking uh like you said you can definitely tell which ones are made by studio trigger um i'm excited about the there's a very significant diversity of animation styles so like you have everything from like this kind of rough sketch um like almost like seven samurai looking 
type of uh, animation. Yeah, and I then, know exactly like, which one you mean. Yeah, and then you have some more like almost western style cartoon animation, and then of course you get like the kind of um, kind of out there strange uh, animation style from Studio Trigger. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting. I also liked how they made it they they made it look like just a regular anime for like the first like thirty seconds of the trailer, like before it even like revealed any Star Wars stuff. Yeah, which I thought was cool. I there's like one scene where this person like busts out this like long pole, and at the end of it is like six lightsabers yeah, that I start saw, spinning yeah. around, which looked awesome. That did look really cool. Um, and then there's like the trigger was animating like lightsaber whips that were really cool. Yeah. There's I think there's just going to be some really sick action sequences in this. It's going to be really cool. There are going to be a lot of weird neckbeards complaining about stuff, of course. They're going to be like, you can't make a lightsaber that's flexible because. Well, you can now because it's canon. Yeah, that was going to be a minute. That was going to be basically where I was going with that. It's <laughs> like they're going to complain, but guess what? They're wrong. Yep. But, uh, yeah, overall, I'm very excited for this. I, I didn't realize it was coming out as soon as it is, um, so that should be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for as far as what I wanted to talk about this week, I actually just wanted to kind of talk about revisiting some shows that I never finished because I am... The way that I watch anime, or the way that I used to watch anime, is that once I start a show, I finish it. Like, like it's the next thing I do. I wish I and, were that good about that. Well, ever since we started this show, I haven't been, because obviously there's no, been no time. But there are just so many shows that I want to finish. Like, I want to finish watching The Dragon Warrior um, Oh, yeah. God, anime. when did that come out? That was winter? like two or three seasons ago. Yeah, it was yeah. like winter, because like, of course it would, there's no time to watch anything oh, in the winter. Winter was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I want to finish watching, um, what was the, the Akadama Drive I want to finish watching. Oh, yeah. We're like really close to yeah. the end of that one too. Yeah. I want to finish watching Mars Red, Eurocamp. Like I just want to, I want to go back and just like finish, like tie up some loose ends, you know? I feel like a, a lot of people kind of watch anime in that way too, where they, they drop it and pick it back up. But I, I want to finish, you know, I like to finish what I start. Um, so that's something I'm going to be working on over the next, I don't know, probably month or two. Yeah, just wrapping up especially with with this season like after we did our um like what to watch summer guide i have dropped most of the shows from this season like there there it's not to say that they're all bad shows it's just that like there's a few that i'm watching that are like my staples for the week like um my hero um tokyo revengers um uh slime right um <laughs> girlfriend girlfriend that's that's like my like i just want to turn my brain off and, and and like not think and just have something kind of stupid and fun on um but other than that it's been leaving me with more time to like to catch up on things um i think i'm gonna go back i might do uh rascal finally oh yeah definitely oh i want to watch the movie for that so once you finish watching that let me know we'll watch the movie okay um and uh oh i want to pick up uh shaman king too oh yeah i would like to watch that too that one looks interesting it's is it it's out of netflix jail right it is but only the first 12 episodes which oh, i think to keep you busy japan is already on the third core holy yeah <laughs> well they're doing like a, i think they're doing a full 54 for it yeah so yeah, so that's what's going on there. Yeah, so I mean, I don't really have anything else, too much else to add on that front, so as long as you're all set, I think we can go ahead and check in with Studio WEEB for some anime news! Alright, welcome to the studio for some anime news here, best buds. First up on the list, uh, Cover Corp has announced the launch of a new era of Hololive English, 
with the Hololive English Council Group, uh, which includes five new talents who launched their Twitter accounts on Tuesday, and they'll begin streaming activities on August 22nd, which is the day this episode airs, so good for you. Um, their names are Sukumo Sana, the Speaker of Space, uh, Ceres Fauna, the Keeper of Nature, Uro Crony, the Warden of Time, Nanashimume, the Guardian of Civilization, and Hakos Biles, the very concept of chaos birthed by the world itself. Which uh, is a pretty cool, pretty cool thing to say about someone, I think. Um, but it's been three years since the debut of the first generation of Hollow Live performers, uh, so I'm interested to see the dynamics at work with this new generation here. Um, what are your thoughts on this one there, Best Boy Dan? I mean, I am excited for some more Hollow Live English stuff. I think that's really cool. Um, it it is interesting to me that they're going with like such kind of grandiose characters for this you know last time they had like a chicken and a shark well, here's <laughs> the funny thing about that though it when hololive when they were first announced this first group they had descriptions like this oh really they were called hololive myth and they had because you remember like Gal Gouda was like an Atlantean like spirit being and like God. but then like and they their first streams they were like that and then their very next streams they were all just the goofy people we know now okay so like I feel like this is gonna kind of be like that in, in a lot of ways and I'm excited to see um, when we were preparing for the episode you and I looked at the portraits for the uh, for the for the VTubers. And I just thought it was funny how just by scrolling through the portraits, I already know who my Gal Gruda of this season Definitely is going to be. The, the chaos rat. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it's like they're all like kind of noble looking like spirit beings. And then you just have uh, the human personification of a chaos rat. And I'm like, yeah, that's you. I love you. Yeah, that's also you, best boy Justin. It is me. I am a human personification of a chaos rat. But speaking of the human personification of chaos rats... Um, I actually, there was not a whole lot for me, uh, in news-wise. It's kind of a slow news week in anime news, but... I'm gonna give you one of my stories. You don't have to, because what I actually did, um, since this is actually the first time in, a, it's been a couple of weeks now, or a couple of episodes, rather, that we haven't had a Gundam-related item of news. <gasps> so instead, what I did was I wrote a 1,200-word essay about why Gundam should be the very first anime that you watch, and I'm going to read it until Best Boy Dan cuts my mic. In this episode, oh. I will... <laughs> my God. <laughs> no, I'm done with news for this week. I was I, The reason why I didn't put down any news until just now is because I was waiting with my fingers crossed that maybe something Gundam-related <laughs> would come out, and nothing did. Um, well, so, well, that's sorry, okay, guys. because I... I got you covered, and I'm going to give you one of my stories anyway. Okay. Um, so the first story I would like to talk about is that they announced the director uh, for the live-action film adaptation of My Hero Academia. So entertainment news sources Variety and Deadline reported on Friday that uh, Shinsuke uh, Sato, uh, who directed the live-action Bleach, Alice in Borderland, Kingdom, Death Note, Light, Up, uh, Up the New World... Gantz and I Am Hero is directing Legendary's Hollywood live ad, uh, live action film adaptation of Kohei Hirokoshi's My Hero Academia manga. So I know Legendary is involved, which uh, I I can't remember if Legendary is uh, an, 
American company or it, or if they're owned by a Ch- uh, Chinese company now. Like they might be owned by like Tencent or something. I mean, a lot of things are owned by Tencent, yeah. so that wouldn't be too surprising. <laughs> um, but either which way, Legendary is pretty big. Um, so hopefully that means it's going to be like a, a good adaptation, maybe like hopefully coming to the States. So so we shall see. Yeah, well, I mean, it does say it's going to be a Hollywood live action film. So yeah, one, that's, one would hope. That's awesome. Um and then, Best Boy Justin, I'm going to let you uh, talk about this next section, mostly because there's a lot of Japanese names and I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, I actually, I did see this one while I was looking for news, but I had seen that you already put it down. Um, but that's going to be, uh, the you know, this uh, a little show you may have heard us talk about once or twice on the <laughs> once podcast. Once or twice. Uh, Comey Can't Communicate, the anime unveils its first video, some more cast, the ending song, and an October 6th debut. So the uh, new cast members include Rina Hidaka as Ren Yamai, uh, Rumi Okubo as Omoharu Nakanaka, uh, Yukio Fuji as Himiko Agari, and uh, also Noriko Hidaka is going to be narrating. Um, I watched the uh, the trailer. It looks really great. The yeah. voice actors sound fantastic. Um, they're basically everything you would imagine the, the, these characters' voices to be. Um, like, you know, when you're reading a manga and sometimes you kind of re- have the characters' voices in your head, it matches pretty much what I would what I would expect. Especially, um, I can't remember her, what her name was, but the girl with the eye patch, like the otaku yes. girl, yeah, her yeah. voice in particular, I was like, yeah, that's her voice. Uh, for me, it's that, like, all of the animations that I want to see them nail in this show seem to be going great. Like, the little yeah. cute cat ears that Comey does. Love the cat ears, yeah. Um, there's, like, one scene where she's, like, really, like, flustered, and she, like, rolls over on her bed and is, like, kicking her legs. And it's, like, it's perfect. It kind of captures that, like, emotion that that comes through so well in the manga. Yeah. Which is, you know, super important because we've also, you know, we've had very beloved manga be adapted in ways that were not super happy like, <laughs> husband yeah um so it's really great to see them nailing that um the anime will premiere on tv tokyo and a couple other channels on october 6th at 12 a.m which is effectively october 7th on our time um and kitri will be performing the ending theme song hikar oh i didn't this is a tough one for me um hikare inochi um, I haven't heard the ED yet, but uh, I I tried to look it up. I couldn't find it. Maybe so. they're, they're maybe they're holding on to it for like the second episode or something. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to to hear it. Uh, yeah, but I'm super excited for this one. I can't wait for October to come around. There's going to be a lot of really interesting stuff happening in October. Um, so you know, keep an eye out. Yeah. So the next story uh, that I would like to dive into is we're we're diving back into the the eternal story that is the Crunchyroll comp uh, like takeover by Sony. Yep. Um, so they confirmed uh, with Anime News Network on Friday that um, VRV's uh, service, uh, which is actually a Crunchyroll brand, will now be part of Sony as well. Um, Sony owns everything. Yep. <laughs> Sony Pictures they probably Entertainment probably own this podcast. Group. Not yet, but I'm sure they will. If they want to buy it. <laughs> it's anime related. So. We're selling. <laughs> um, Sony Pictures Entertainment and AT&T announced Monday that Sony's Funimation Global Group has completed its acquisition of Crunchyroll. The purchase price was $1.175 billion. Pocket change. Um, American dollars, that is. Uh, and the proceeds were paid in cash at closing. No way. I, I hope it was like... A comically large <laughs> 
in case of cash. Um, The announcement did not reveal how or if the individual streaming platforms would merge or plans for subscription costs for users. I think they'll probably merge eventually, but I think they'll probably keep raking in the double subscription money from a lot of people for a little while. Yeah, like, why not? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. So, it's, you know... It's news now. I We will wait to see if it is good or bad as it plays out, but we will keep you updated as the story progresses. I just hope they don't ditch the Crunchyroll originals because there were some really good shows in there, and I would be real sad if they didn't come back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I hope they have some. But I think, like, Sony has, like, Katakawa. No, not Katakawa, but, like, some, they have some big, like, production house, anime production they house. They do. So maybe yeah. they'll kind of roll that into it, too. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, so let us know what you think. What are you looking forward to? What's coming out that you're going to be watching and keeping an eye on? Uh, Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. Go ahead and send us an email at bestboyspod at gmail.com. And with all that being said, it's time to go ahead and roll straight on into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes, meat (laughs) Potatoes, potatoes. So why should you get into anime? I hope you know I'm going to clip that. That's fine. You can clip that. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. Why should you get into anime? Uh, Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already are. Congratulations. But there are those of you who may have limited experience with anime or maybe on the fence about diving in deeper. Uh, Maybe you have a friend who you want to weebify and or share your love of anime with. Um, For people in these shoes, we wanted to provide some entry points into the anime world that are easy to take in. In some cases, easy to find. Some cases, not so much. Um, and uh, don't bombard you with kind of unfamiliar tropes all at once and make things kind of complicated and weird. Um, But before we get too far into the how, let's talk about why you would want to get into anime in the first place. But Best Boy Justin, isn't anime just cartoons? That's right, Best Boy Dan, they sure are. And people who say this are more correct than they know, and that's not a reason to dismiss anime altogether. Uh, Anime and Western cartoons developed during roughly the same time period, uh, however they had one key divergence from one another. In the West, animation has largely been relegated almost entirely to the realm of children's entertainment, but now in recent uh, recent years it's become less and less the case when you have shows like Rick and Morty, Family Guy, other Adult Swim hits, you you know the kind of genre that I'm talking about. However, while the West is only recently starting to develop animation for mature audiences, Japan never had such a shackle, uh, and as a result has a wide variety of anime that tells stories for adults as well as children. Uh, You see, people often fall into the trap of thinking of anime as a genre, when in reality it's a medium, through which stories of every genre you can think of are told. So you get sci-fi, rom-coms, action, drama, comedy, and more all thoroughly represented in anime, just as it is in all other types of Western media. Um, the way in which stories are told in anime also differs from that of Western media. Uh, we've talked on the podcast before about how Japanese storytelling is different from its Western counterparts, but I don't think we've ever really gone into detail about the ways in which this is the case. Um, before we get into it, uh, there's of course a giant disclaimer to be made so that you guys don't yell at me on the internet and I don't get canceled. Um, as this is not always the case... 
Anime, manga, and Western media often borrow bits and pieces and occasionally wholesale storytelling elements from each other. And as anime becomes more widespread and Western media more diverse, these lines will continue to blur as time marches on. Now that being said, I'm sure we all learned about the plot diagrams sometime in middle school or high school. As a refresher, that's where your storytelling has exposition, conflict, rising action, climax, giggity, falling action, and resolution. Um, and this is a this is the way that a significant majority of Western media is structured. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine and good. Uh, anime, however, is often structured in more complex and interesting ways. So there are a number of examples of this, and it often works in slightly different ways between genres. But I find uh, a helpful metaphor to be a comparison to inflating a balloon while periodically letting some of the air out. The story ebbs and flows, it expands and contracts in scope. You have arcs, you know, different types of arcs that focus on different types of characters or maybe different settings or different conflicts. Um, and with the balloon eventually pops as the story comes to a conclusion. Uh, I know that sounds kind of weird, but I hope it made a little bit of sense because I came up with it at like two in the morning. So you're welcome for that. Um, Another way in which the storytelling in anime differs from that of Western media is the impetus that sets events in motion. Uh, in Western media, conflict-driven narratives are more common. This is where an obstacle or conflict is the primary motivator for the action in the story. Uh, the anime, uh, in anime, emotion-driven narratives are much more common. Uh, this is where a character, the way that a character feels about something provides the spark behind the action. And this doesn't mean that there isn't conflict in anime, far from it. However, in many cases, a character's emotional response to that conflict is more heavily explored as a motivating factor behind their actions. Um, in my humble opinion, this type of storytelling allows for more satisfying character development, which you all know is quite important to me. Um, and it allows viewers to connect with characters on a deep and satisfying level. Um, this applies not only to protagonists, but also to side characters and antagonists as well. And I think this type of connection between the viewer and the character really helps the story feel more real, even when the setting might be completely fantastical. I think that's a really great summation uh, of it. You know, the thing that really rings true to me about that is like when people ask me like why I like anime, it's, you know... It's less to do with like the art style or the fact that it's like animation or cartoons or anything like that. I am just someone who likes stories and yeah. I have always been drawn to the way that the Japanese tell stories because it's very different than what you get here in the States or in kind of the Western culture. Yeah. Um, and, and that's like really what I find so interesting is that for the longest time you just could not get stories told like that until you had things like Avatar The Last Airbender and, yeah. and things like that were influenced by that. And to an extent, even like some of like Tarantino's work is, you know, uh, based on things like, you know, Seven Samurai and yeah. things like that. Yeah, Tarantino heavily studied Japanese storytelling um, and it's very well reflected in his works. Um, and I think, you know, you bring up a good point where, yeah, absolutely, that type of storytelling is, hasn't always been super accessible for people in the West. Um, I know for me, that's probably one of the reasons why that drew me in because, you know, I come from a, a background where I've studied uh, English literature and um, it's what the, it's types of storytelling is what I had been most familiar with until I found myself watching anime and thinking like, trying to figure out like, why is this so compelling? What is so interesting about this to me? Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of the way in which it contrasts with the, how we tell stories in the West. 
Yeah. Um, and of course, the animation is beautiful. So there's that. Yeah. Once you get into it, there's there's a lot of things to love past that kind of deeper, you know, sense of. Um, the like kinds of storytelling the story uh the characters all yeah. that you can appreciate things like action choreography you know the music, tropes are hilarious tropes, yeah. you know but these this these are these are things that you will grow into yeah. you know and uh, i think as far as finding an entry point into anime as a genre um going going forging ahead with this in mind will allow you to have more of a um, a more attentive eye to the way stories are told in anime. Yeah, so we've basically broken down a, a series of different kinds of genres and what we like. That way, whatever you are into, because anime is just a medium, like Best Boy Justin said, uh, whatever you're into, whether it be action, romance, comedy, we have kind of an entry point for you. And we tried to find some of the like most accessible things. Um, we're going to give you whether they're on uh, Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime, because we figure that's the thing that most uh, people have. Um, there are a couple on here that are only on specific streaming services. Um, I think only one you have to meet a guy in a, a dark alley to get. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully uh, at least every category has something that is from one of those three streaming services, at least here in the U.S. There are some of the shows that are available on uh, different streaming services around the world. We can't really comment on them because we don't live there, but um, hopefully we will have a VPN sponsor who can help you along with that someday. <laughs> if you're out there, sponsor us. Um, so, uh, up front, we're going to get in with uh, kind of the R-rated action uh, sort of shows. And up first is probably what I would recommend most people start with just because it is probably one of the biggest anime of the last decade. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, I think, has really done a great job of breaking the kind of cultural barrier. Like, I know people who do not like anime, but really enjoy Attack on Titan. Yeah! Oh, you're going to play the... I didn't know you were going to play the Of songs. course I'm going to play... Well, I at least for Attack on Titan. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see for the rest of them. Um, but uh, I pulled some, um, some of the descriptions from uh, my anime list. So we'll give you a little breakdown of what to expect from, from those shows. So, centuries ago, mankind was slaughtered to near extinction by monstrous humanoid creatures called Titans forcing humans to hide behind enormous concentric walls. What made these giants truly terrifying is their uh, taste for human flesh is not born out of hunger, but what appears to be out of pleasure. To ensure their survival, the remnants of humanity began living within defensive barriers, resulting in 100 years without a single Titan encounter. However, the fragile calm is soon shattered when a colossal titan manages to breach the supposedly impregnable outer wall, reigniting the fight for survival against the man-eating ab abominations. After witnessing a horrific personal loss at the hands of the invading creatures, Aaron Yeager dedicates his life to the eradication of... Uh, by enlisting in the Survey Corps, an elite military unit that combats the merciless humanoids outside of the protection of the walls. Based on Hajime Isayama's, Hajime. Hajime Isayama's uh, award-winning manga, Shingeki no 
Kyojin follows Eren along with his adopted sister Mikasa Ackerman and his childhood friend Armin Allert, Arlert? Arlert, yeah. <laughs> uh, as they join the brutal war against Titans and race to discover a way of defeating them before the last walls are breached. This barely even does justice to how good and ridiculous this show gets. Yes, Attack on Titan, I think, is a is a premier example of just very unique storytelling. Um, it's such a great show and so easy to get into. It grabs you within the first episode. It is very bloody, very graphic. Oh, yeah. When um, we say R-rated action, we're not joking here. This yeah, is this is like, your... People are getting, like, bitten in half by these yeah, things. Yeah, don't bring like, your kids to regularly. the theater. Um, but speaking of the action elements of it, the way that they fight Titans is, uh, essentially they have like a weakness in the back of their neck. So they have to use like blades to cut a chunk of the back of their neck out. And they, and it's kind of like a, a little bit more modern than medieval like times. Like they have like kind of propellant canisters and like grappling hooks. It's kind of like what you might call like, um, like if you're familiar with steampunk. Yeah, it's it's a it's that type of genre, but it's a different era. It's like cog punk. It's like very. It's like some elements are advanced, but they still ride horses. Yeah, um, and and basically like they get into all this like crazy aerial combat. The especially the first four seasons, like the action is is bar none some of the best you'll find in anime easily. Um, so if that sounds like something you're into, that is far and away the easiest show to recommend on this whole list yeah you can't really go wrong with this one um this was actually how i got best boy mike into anime um you know guys he he had always been kind of resistant to the idea but i said you know what try this show you might like the show yeah. um, uh, one of my friends best boy Jarrett, his is not so much of an anime fan but i got him to watch this show and he tore through the whole thing and yeah. like i cannot get him to watch another anime but this show he absolutely loves it, it kind of ruined anime for him because it's so good yeah the good thing about this show too is that it's almost completely over so you can binge watch all the way through you don't have to worry about waiting for another season to come out except if you make it all the way to the end we still have one little tiny chunk more that should be coming out in the winter yeah so like january 2020 yeah um but we, we also have a couple other uh shows in that genre um, oh, by the way, uh, Attack on Titan is available both on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Um, we also have Death Note, which, like, the basic... We won't get too far into these kind of extra ones, but Death Note is essentially just, like, what if you got a book that you wrote someone's name in and then they died? Yeah. And it becomes this whole big psychological mind game. So especially if you're into thrillers... Uh, strong recommend. This is like kind of the edgelord teen show. Yeah, um, I, I kind of resisted getting into this show for a long time just because of the, the fan base around it, but it was good. I recommend yeah. people watch it. This is, these are, just to, to kind of clarify, these are the, the shows that we're going to give you after our main recommendations. These are going to be more of your like, your second show. Yeah. Like, the, your 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 first or, show or should definitely... Or if it really speaks to you. Yeah, but I, th I feel like accessibility-wise, Attack on Titan is your clear winner here, but yeah. Death Note is also really good. Yeah. That's also available on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Um, one of the shows that I'm going to recommend for as far as R-rated action is going to be Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. A um, little bit harder to find. This one you're going to have to go to Funimation. I believe that it was available on Netflix. It, it probably was, no longer is. No longer. Yeah. These things fluctuate kind of often, too, so just uh, keep that in mind when you're looking for these shows. Uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex is a really interesting kind of sci-fi uh, sci show. 
Uh, it's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of really interesting kind of plot themes that are more along the lines of your kind of R-rated thriller, uh, R-rated action kind of shows. Um, but I definitely recommend it, especially if you're looking for you know for something to dive into that might be a little might, might make you think a little bit, uh, get a little philosophical uh, along with your R-rated violence. Um, and then lastly for this section we have Made in Abyss. Uh, this is available on Amazon Prime exclusively. Uh, this is a little bit like more out there on the list. Um, it definitely has a lot more anime tropes in it. But in terms of like a really dark story, this is it. It's not going to appear like that in the beginning. Um, it's going to be kind of cute, kind of chibi. You know, it's essentially about these like, you know, kids exploring this like magical hole in the ground. And as they delve further down, it gets way darker. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much without spoiling it. But um, if you like especially dark things... Um, this is this is the place to go. Yeah, and uh, you know, kind of for our next uh, our next little category, if you will, is going to be if you watched Toonami as a kid, and uh, if you did watch Toonami as a kid, the anime that we recommend as your entry point into the anime world will be Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, uh, which you can find on Netflix and Hulu. Uh, a lot of you are maybe familiar with this uh, with this IP. A lot of you may have, if you again, if you watched Toonami as a kid, you may have actually seen the original broadcast of Full Metal Alchemist. Um, there are a couple reasons why we will recommend Brotherhood over the original Full Metal Alchemist, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I'm going to give you a little synopsis so you can know what the show is about. Um, in order for something to be obtained, something of equal value must be lost. Alchemy is bound by this law of equivalent exchange, something the young brothers Edward and Alphonse Elric only realize after attempting human transmutation, the one forbidden act of alchemy. They pay a terrible price for their transgression, Edward loses his left leg, and Alphonse his physical body. It is only by the desperate sacrifice of Edward's right arm that he is able to affix Alphonse's soul to a suit of armor. Devastated and alone, it is the hope that they would both eventually return to their original bodies that gives Edward the inspiration to obtain metal limbs called Automail and become a state alchemist, the Full Metal Alchemist. That's the name of the show. <laughs> Three years of searching later, the brothers seek the Philosopher's Stone, a mythical relic that allows an alchemist to overcome the law of equivalent exchange. Even with military allies, Colonel Roy Mustang, Lieutenant Reza Hawkeye, and Lieutenant Colonel Maze Hughes on their side, the brothers find themselves caught up in a nationwide conspiracy that leads them not only to the true nature of the elusive Philosopher's Stone, but their country's murky history as well. In between finding a serial killer and racing against time, Edward and Alphonse must ask themselves if what they're doing will make them human again, or take away their humanity. This is arguably one of the best animes of all time. It is. This is a masterpiece as far as the art of anime is concerned. And the reason, one of one of the major reasons why we would recommend this one over the original Fullmetal Alchemist is that it's longer, which may not sound super accessible, but it allows the story to be told at a more satisfying pace. I felt that the original Fullmetal Alchemist was actually told in a, like, kind of a super rushed way. Well, I think one of the, the biggest things uh, regarding it is that the original Full Metal Alchemist kind of falls into one of the sad stories of they began making the anime before the manga was finished. That too, yeah. So there was a certain point in the story where they diverge from the source material and kind of tell their own story, whereas Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a more faithful adaptation of the original source material. 
I also just feel it's more concise. It doesn't like because it doesn't it doesn't get into its own like little side stories. It doesn't you don't lose the thread as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a darker story. Too. It is a darker story. It goes a lot more into some parts of the manga that the first series the first series kind of just skipped over because it was too dark. Um, but uh, you know, if you watch Toonami as a kid and you're an adult now, yeah, this might be the kind of vibe, the kind of story you're. It looking gives for. you a lot of the same vibes, but definitely has like a stronger like plot behind it. Yeah, and especially like if you and you know, for those of you out there who did watch Full Metal Alchemist that haven't watched Brotherhood, definitely watch Brotherhood. Give it a shot. Um, but yeah, this uh, this is going to be our our main recommendation for if you watch Toonami as a kid. But uh, Best Boy Dan, why don't you give us our next one? Yeah, uh, the next one is like pretty easy if you were into things like you know Dragon Ball Z or any of the like shonen stuff from from Toonami, and that's My Hero Academia. Hell yeah! It's basically just like superhero school. Eighty yeah. percent um, of the world's population develop superpowers. Some of them are like you know floating you know small objects up to yourself very slowly, and some of them are like you know you can create giant explosions yeah. like. So there, there's kind of a wide, you know, variety of powers that come from it. The character designs are all really interesting and unique. Um, it's, it's just, it's a really solid shonen show. Uh, it's available on Hulu, uh, and we're on season five, so there's a lot of material to check out. Absolutely. Next up, we have Sword Art Online, available on <laughs> Netflix and Hulu. Now, some of you are going to scoff when you hear us mention this song, uh, this song, this show, um... Sword Art Online is an, an incredibly uh, accessible for new anime viewers. Absolutely. Um, which is part of the reason why people hate it so much is because it drew in a lot of like younger anime viewers and they were like, oh, gross, eh, young kids. But like this show is actually really good. It's got a really interesting story to tell. It can get a little ridiculous at times, but I think for a beginning anime viewer, this is going to be a good one for you. It's very um, accessible. It's extremely accessible. It doesn't rely on a lot of tropes that you would be unfamiliar with. Um, and uh, it's overall just a really good show. Um, and again, as we mentioned, the official best boys position on people who don't like Sword Art Online. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, um, yeah, up next we have Demon Slayer, which is kind of like the one of the big new shonens. You've definitely heard us talk about it on this show before, especially considering that it broke all of the box office records in 2020 Which and was never. haven't heard of it yeah was the largest grossing movie of that hell of a year um it's it's a great story about a traveling swordsman trying to restore his sister's humanity basically after she was turned into like a vampire demon sort of thing um it's an excellent show beautiful fight choreography yeah it's like, really good uh, easy recommend um and both sword art online and demon slayer are available on netflix and hulu uh up next we're gonna get into the dramas oh, yeah. um this is like this is basically uh we want to make you cry um on this list so uh up front we're gonna discuss your lie in april uh it is available on netflix and hulu uh, music accompanies the path of the human metronome, the prodigious pianist Kusei Arima. Uh, but after the passing of his mother, Saki Arima, Kusei falls into a downward spiral, rendering him unable to hear the sound of his own piano. Two years later, Kusei still avoids the piano, leaving behind his admirers and rivals, and lives a colorless life alongside his friends Subaki. Sawabe and Ryota Watari. 
However, everything changes when he meets a beautiful violinist, Kaori Miyazono, who stirs up his world and sets him on a journey to face music again. Based on the manga series with the same name, Shigatsu wa Kimi no Uso, uh, approaches the story of Kusai's recovery and discovers that music is more than just playing each note perfectly, and a single melody can bring in the fresh spring air of April. I, I can't say too much about this show without giving away like crucial plot points. Yeah. Um, but it is beautiful, and it will make you like ugly cry. Yeah. So like th- <laughs> that that description sounded like kind of nice and beautiful, but I must remind you that the title of this section is dramas. So yes. if you watch dramas, you know what dramas are supposed to feel like. So this one will do that to you. Yes. Just I, trust us. <laughs> yes. Um. The next one up that we have on our list underneath your lie in April for dramas, we have March Comes In Like a Lion, which is available on Netflix. Um, This is just, you've heard us talk about this show a million times. It's fantastic. It's about a a boy, he's like a a, a prodigy at Shogi, which is Japanese chess, Um, and kind of the way he struggles with uh, an abusive family relationship. um, His own personal depression. Yeah, he struggled with his own personal depression, which is a lot of which is born out of being, you know, this kind of child genius. Um, And it's just a really beautiful show. It's a really, it, it kind of... It'll give you feels. Yeah, it'll like, give you the feels. We 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 call it we call it sad boy shogi or like the saddest boy I, playing chess. I call it depression. The anime. Yeah, Dan calls it depression. The anime and it gets those nicknames for a reason. It's got a lot of emotional storytelling to do. I feel like one of the things this show does really well is it kind of um, it does a good job at. Uh, exploring the trauma of abusive relationships from a very real point of view that I think is interesting because like a lot of shows will talk about like abusive relationships where the bad person is bad and we avoid them and they're no good. It is also one of the few shows that I've seen even touch the subject of mental health uh, when coming from Japan. Right, but like as you know, I was saying the the it it kind of explores the ways in which people tend to return to the people who have who have done who have harmed them mm-hmm. in uh in 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 a way that I feel like doesn't get explored a lot in media in general. Yeah. Um so I think it's a really great show and if dramas are your thing you might find this one to be to your liking. It also has some elements of like supreme coziness in it too. Yeah, it's it's got some cozy moments in there too. Um the next one on our list is I want to eat your pancreas. Um and this one I, you know, when I watched it, it was available on Hulu, but it apparently I, yeah, no I did is. some digging. It is not available on any streaming service at the moment. Yeah, so this is, um, I don't want to like. This is one of those stories where I can't really give you a synopsis without ruining the story. So I'm just gonna kind of the title is it not to you. literal. No, it's not literal. <laughs> I'll tell you what the story's not. It's not about a cannibal. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it's a really good drama. It's about kind of. The ways in which we deal with loss um, as people um, and loss, the many forms that loss can take can be a kind of gradual grinding loss or a very sudden and dramatic loss. Um, And that's all I'm going to say about this show because I don't want to give away any of the plot because I think it's just a really beautiful drama that you should experience for yourself. Um, So give it a shot. If you're into dramas, you've watched at least one of the other anime that we talked about, maybe move on to this one. Yeah, go find go find my guy in the alleys. Go find tell him, tell him Best Boy Dan sent you. It'll come back on... 20, on yeah, 20% off. It'll come back on one of the streaming services at some point eventually, so keep an eye out for it. Yeah. 
The last one we're going to say for this uh, topic is uh, Fruits Basket, which is available on Hulu. Now, Best Boy Justin has not watched this yet, um, but what I will say about it is everything he said about March Comes In Like a Lion with regards to returning back to the people who hurt you, like tenfold that from March Comes In Like a Lion, and then you have Fruits Basket. <laughs> like, this is about, like, the struggles of family and interpersonal relationships in a way I've almost never seen done. This is a beautiful show about this, like, pure-hearted girl who is kind of, like, the medicine for this really broken family. Um, and it's all of the interpersonal dynamics and relationships are really fascinating. And these are some of the best fleshed out characters I have seen in anime. So strong recommend for Fruits Basket. Outstanding. And now we're taking a hard pivot from dramas directly to comedy because that's just how we like to do it here at the <laughs> Best Boy Podcast. These shows could not be more different. No. Um, and you know, at the top of our of our comedy recommendations, we are going to talk about Love is War, which is available on Hulu. I just wanted to play the Chica dance. So this show is great. I'm just going to dive right on into the synopsis. At the renowned Shuchin Academy, Miyuki Shiragane and Kaguya Shinomiya are the student body's top representatives. Ranked the top student in the nation and respected by peers and mentors alike, Miyuki serves as the council, uh, the student council president. Alongside him, the vice president, Kaguya, eldest daughter of the wealthy Shinomiya family, excels in every field imaginable. They are the envy of the entire student body, regarded as the perfect couple. However, despite having already developed feelings for the other, neither are willing to admit them. The first to confess loses, will be looked down upon, and will be considered the lesser. With their honor and pride at stake, Miyuki and Kaguya are both equally determined to be the one to emerge victorious on the battlefield of love. This show is, it's basically like all of the like thriller aspects of, uh, and suspense aspects of Death Note, but if it were all focused on like hilarious and cute like romance things. Yeah. Uh, also, the just an honorable mention for the narrator of this show, who oh, has God, the best yes. voice. <laughs> great narrator. The side characters are really good, too. Like, Ishigami's great. Mm -hmm. um, Chika's Chika's hysterical. the best. We love Chika. Oh, my God. I have a Chika sticker on my uh, mic I'm recording on right now. Yeah. Um, just an absolutely hysterical show. Super great. Um, another uh, pretty easy show to get into is Oran High School Host Club. Uh, it's kind of a reverse harem type show, but the general premise is this uh, girl joins this host club that is all male, pretends to be a guy, kind of has all the guys like fall in love with her. A lot of, you know, mistaken identity kind of comedy stuff ensues from it. Uh, that is available on Netflix and Hulu. Uh, I'll also take the next one, because um, I have seen the whole show, and that is uh, Agretzko. That is uh, Netflix exclusive. Um, it is essentially like a bunch of like anthropomorphic animals working in an office, and it is an office comedy. The main character kind of deals with her stress from her daily work and her like horribly shitty boss um, by going to the karaoke rooms and screaming death metal. Yeah. Um, and she's like this cute little red panda. Um, it is just, you know, if you have ever worked at a shitty job, you will love this show 
Um, and actually, I'll take the last show, yeah, too. Cause cause... These are all three shows that you watch that I haven't. So. <laughs> Apparently, I watch all the comedies, uh, the easily accessible comedies. I watch a lot of not-so-easily accessible <laughs> comedies. Um, but this one is, like, super quick watches. They're, like, short, like, 10-minute episodes. But it's uh, Hitalia. Um, it's Hitalia Access Powers. It's basically just, like personifications of the countries involved in world war ii um basically having little like comedy skits together um you've definitely heard uh me drop the uh italy sound clip Pasta! yeah if if you like italy saying pasta you know you will you will love this show uh, next up for our, uh, you should do this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know this uh, one. Well, you know what? I'll keep it rolling. Let's let's talk <laughs> about Yuri on Ice. Uh, this is the number one pick for our romance section for all of you romance heads out there. Um, this... I don't like the way you phrase that. <laughs> um, this is available on Funimation and Crunchyroll. This is actually the first show that I got uh, Best Person Cat to to get back into anime with. Mm-hmm. Um, the basic premise of this show is, uh, reeling from his crushing defeat at the Grand Prix Final, Yuri Kotsky, once Japan's most promising figure skater, returns home uh, to assess his options for the future. At age 23, Yuri's window for success in skating is closing rapidly, and his love of pork cutlets and aptitude for weight gaining are not helping either. However, Yuri finds himself in the spotlight when a video of him performing a routine previously executed by five-time world champion champion Viktor Nikivarov suddenly goes viral. In fact, Viktor himself abruptly appears at Yuri's house and offers to be his mentor. As one of his biggest fans, Yuri eagerly accepts, kicking off his journey to make it back onto the world stage. But the competition is fierce as a rising star from Russia, Yuri Plitsky, uh, is recently determined to defeat Yuri and win back Victor's tutelage. Um, Best Boy Justin, I don't know how you haven't seen this show yet. Uh, it just never really struck me as as one of the types of shows that I'm interested in. It's it's excellent. It's a wonderful love story. Um, it's you know it broke a lot of bounds in in anime regarding like um, non heteronormative relationships. Uh, being depicted it won like all of the crunchyroll anime awards the year it came out strong show beautiful skate animations unbelievable op um easy recommend it's little this section we have a few that are a little bit tougher to find romance anime doesn't seem to be as popular on sites like hulu and uh uh um Funimation. Netflix and uh, anim- uh, Anime Prime. <laughs> anime Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Um, but it is worth picking up Funimation or Crunchyroll uh, or maybe just trying like one of their free trials or, or something like that to, to check out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up on our list of romance anime is going to be My Love Story, which is going to be available to you on Hulu. Um, My Love Story is great. It's a nice little kind of fluffy, super light romance story. Um, It's one of those stories where there are kind of a couple different types of romance stories. Um, One of the more popular ones is the kind of uh, where you have the big build up to where the two characters get together. And then this one is a little bit more low stakes. It's a little bit um, 
kind of more uh, relaxing where you don't necessarily have to worry about the two people getting together because they get together in the first episode and it's kind of about their growth together as a couple and it's just a really cute show uh, it's also really hilarious like this one almost ended up in the comedy section as well um so i think uh, i think this one if you specifically like rom-coms that have an equal amount of rom and com uh this is going to be something you're going to want to go for this uh, the thing i love about this show is best boy jamie uh my roommate um kind of started watching this show tangentially like through uh cat and i mm. and he in terms of anime he really only watches watches like shonen battle anime but he b- fell in love with this show too because it's just it's that funny yeah i mean this show is so hilarious like the main character is like you know i don't want to give too much of it away but like the main character is like this giant dude he's like uh, enormously tall and has like superhuman strength <laughs> and his girlfriend is just like this the Tiny cutest little tiniest baker. most little innocent girl with pigtails and like they're um they, they, when they stand next to each other like he's like he towers over her it's just so hilarious yeah. and his best friend Suna is great too what a great like side character oh yeah what a guy what a yeah. friend um I'm gonna let you talk about the next one too since you have undying love for this show yeah the next one is uh is gonna be kind of surprising but it's gonna be Tony Kawa over the moon for you uh which is only unfortunately only available on Crunchyroll but like best boy Dan said you know if you if you find yourself getting into anime and you want to get some more easy romance animes uh, under your belt. Maybe worth getting a Crunchyroll uh, or, or Funimation subscription or maybe get like a 30-day trial or whatever. Um, but this is just another really kind of, along the same lines as my love story, a nice, easy, low-stress, low-stakes romance story where, again, the main characters are pretty much already together by the beginning of the show. Um, so it's really more about how they kind of low, you know, they progress as a couple. They learn to to get along with each other, um, and it's just like a nice little. It does have an overarching storyline where they kind of, it kind of tells a, a strange story about one of the characters, but on the episode to episode basis, it's just a cute romance uh, story that I think is definitely pretty accessible. It doesn't rely heavily on anime tropes you might be unfamiliar with. It uh, it kind of really just. Uh, tells a romance story that's pleasing to, to, to see yeah uh and then the last one in this list is your name uh which again is uh only available on funimation again used to be available on netflix and hulu yeah uh though it is also something that you can like rent from your itunes or yeah. your amazon um, a lot of these you probably can too but this is um, a movie so it's easier. yeah this is a this is a movie um and this won a whole bunch of awards mm-hmm. it did really well at the box office a few years ago um, it's basically like this story of the this boy and this girl who end up kind of like switching bodies and then kind of like leaving notes for each other and kind of communicating and it's kind of this like you know long distance interdimensional like kind of love story in a way um, it, it only has like kind of a little bit of those kind of like magical elements to it um, but it's really just kind of a teenage love story but definitely more on the drama side absolutely beautiful music animation um if you're looking for like a you know quick you know movie that you can really see like some of what the best anime has to offer uh it's an easy recommend yeah i mean i I really need to i haven't seen this one i really need to watch it i am far less likely to watch movies than i am to watch tv shows so that's why i kind of have missed (laughs) this one i was not in the best place when i watched it but i definitely like ugly cried afterwards oh yeah (laughs) cool cool Um, cool 
Yeah, so kind of to wrap things up, um, we just want to give you uh, what are like best boys official favorites for each of the kind of three main uh, American streaming services the are. The big three. Yeah, that way you kind of have a, a place to like start with. So if you have Netflix, our top three recommendations are going to be Attack on Titan, March Comes in Like a Lion, and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Any one of those, I think, are a great option. I would start at the top and work my way down. Yeah. So uh, if what you have access to is Hulu, uh, our three recommendations are going to be Attack on Titan again, because it's on both of them. You should, uh, you should just watch Just Attack watch on Attack Titan. on Titan in general. <laughs> uh, My Hero Academia and Demon Slayer. And to wrap it all up, we're going to get a, a little bit of a twist on these ones. With Amazon Prime, uh, we're going to recommend Made in Abyss. Uh, Psychopaths, which we didn't talk about, um, but is another great show. Uh, and Vinland Saga, which we also didn't talk about. And especially if you like, you know, hardcore biking stories, that's a good one to check out too. Yeah. And uh, to kind of wrap us up today, we are got our top 10 uh, list for you this week. And this top 10 list is going to be our top 10 quick fire. If you like or if you're into blank, which, uh, which show would be good for you to get into anime? Um, and Dan, you want to start the first one off? Absolutely. This is one of my favorite shows. Um, if you like music and shows about music and making music, check out Carolyn Tuesday. It is from the creator of um, uh, Cowboy, Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo, Samurai Shampoo Space Shampoo. Dandy, Shinichiro Watanabe. Yeah, like you can't get a better pedigree in anime. Worth checking out. It's a Netflix original. Absolutely. Um, additionally, if you're a degenerate, I'm going to strongly recommend High School of the Dead. It's actually a really good zombie show, um, and, uh, has a, a lot of interesting jiggle physics. Um, Justin, <laughs> next topic. <laughs> um, if you're into military drama, um, the show that I'm going to recommend to you, because guess what? I get to talk about Gundam. Oh, now. also, by the way, High School of the Dead is on Hulu. Oh, good. Good to know. Um, but now it's my turn to talk about Gundam. Um, no, but if you're into military drama and you've never really watched anime before, Best Boy Dan, you wrote Iron-Blooded Orphans here, but that's actually not going to be my recommendation. Oh. Uh, I think, it, you know, if you want to get into anime, you want something a little bit more, a little bit less uh, super dark and super... Uh, child soldier Child soldiery. Um, so I'm actually going to recommend Gundam Seed. Gundam Seed is one of the more recent Gundam shows. Um, it's it doesn't have like the heavily outdated '80s graphics that the uh, a lot of the Universal Century shows do, but it has a lot of that kind of military drama where you have um, you have a wider military conflict that you are keeping track of throughout the story, and you get the story moved forward by the tales of these soldiers engaged in their own smaller frontline battles. Um, and I think that's a really good way to tell a military drama story, and that, that's the way that Gundam Seed does. Um, so that's going to be my recommendation for your military drama story. Hey, guess what? Both those Gundams are on Netflix and Hulu. Excellent. Thank you. I was hoping that's what you were looking up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is one of my personal favorite sections. Um, if you played Age of Empires 2 or any other real-time strategy game as a kid... Um, this one, we're actually breaking ranks a little bit. We have two listed here. We were supposed to choose one, but guess what? I didn't. So I'm going to read them both. That's going to be Dr. Stone, which is available on Funimation and Crunchyroll, uh, or Ascendance of a Bookworm, which is available on Crunchyroll. These are both um, kind of stories that have to do with 
basically discovering technology or in a lot in both of these cases rediscovering technology um, so I think that kind of linear progression of you know this technology leads to this and this leads to that and that you know so on and so forth is going to be something that you will appreciate if you played uh, any of these games as a child uh, up next we have our feel-good anime if you just if you just need to feel good because you know life got you down which is a place i think we've all been recently really what happened oh uh, nothing you know <laughs> um we have a place further than the universe uh which is about cute girls going to antarctica and yeah. we have laid back camp uh which is about cute girls going camping both are available on crunchyroll and are worth the price of uh admission just to see absolutely uh, next up, we have the sports section. If you like sports, well, guess what? You should probably go ahead and start watching Haikyuu, uh, which is available on Netflix and Hulu. This is uh, this is the volleyball uh, sports anime. Uh, one of them. There are a couple, but yeah. this is the one that we recommend. It's you know, it's one of the most popular sports anime out there. Um, it's single-handedly responsible for the resurgence of uh, volleyball as a high school sport in Japan. The characters are really interesting. The story it has to tell is really cool. Watch this show. Also, check out our sports anime. Yeah, episode. we did a whole episode about sports anime. Go back and, and watch that. Yeah. Up next, we have if you're into time travel, and I don't think there is a better option in anime than Steinscape for oh, this. Oh, do do Um... Uh, Vivi is also pretty good, but but Steinsgate is just such a good time travel show. It's it's a time travel show that's told from a scientific perspective yeah. of time travel. Um, it's great. The first episode is not going to make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Until you are much deeper into the season. So give it a few episodes to get rolling. I promise it will all make sense eventually. Yeah, keep in mind, this is a time travel show, so just parts of it are not going to make sense. Um, next up we have for history nerds. Um, what you're going to want to watch is a show called Golden Kamui. Now, unfortunately, this one is also only available on Funimation and Crunchyroll. But the reason why I chose this show for history nerds is because it's going to allow you to kind of explore a section of history that is a little bit less well-known, especially to people in the West. And that's going to be the history specific to the Hokkaido region of Japan. Oh, the milk place. Yeah, the milk place. Uh, but this is also home to the Ainu people, who a lot of people don't realize that uh, Japan, were, Japan was uh, Japanese people as we know them were not the original inhabitants of Hokkaido there was an indigenous pot there was and is an indigenous population there known as the Ainu people um, and this is going to kind of tell the story about how the two cultures met clashed um, kind of integrated and uh, it, it also is just a really cool story it's a it's an action thriller yeah uh, if I didn't mention it before Steinsgate was on Hulu uh, Golden Kamui on Funimation and Crunchyroll and uh, up next we have if you like twists on the superhero genre. So I think if you liked um, basically The Boys or um, Invincible, uh, I think you would enjoy a show called One Punch Man. Also really kind of broke the cultural barrier. A lot of like non-anime fans got into it when it came out. It's available on Netflix and Hulu. But it's basically about this guy who just suddenly got so strong that he could beat anyone with one punch. And like he gets bored uh, with that sort of life and it's it's a really fun and interesting take on on that genre um and and some pretty good animation specifically in the first season mm -hmm. uh and our final entry into this list is going to be the classic or childhood nightmares come to life 
Uh, this is going to be Akira, which is available on Hulu. This show, uh, the reason why... <laughs> movie. Yeah, this movie, rather. The reason why I have it under Childhood Nightmares come to life is because I watched it <laughs> when I was way too young to watch it. Like, yeah. I watched it, pro I, was, I had to have been like 11 or 12 years old. This is a super gory, kind of scary, weird... Art house. Art house, sci-fi, uh, anime. If you're into that kind of like... Like super, if you if you like you know films from like Quentin Tarantino or like Blade Runner, Blade like. Runner, it's got a lot of what's his name uh, who did the Grindhouse, uh, the girl with the machine gun leg. Oh, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, if you like Robert Rodriguez kind of stuff, you'll be into this. Um, and it, it is also a classic. It's one of the one it of is the maybe the most classic of anime movies. Yeah, I think like the only thing that like if you're familiar with Evangelion, you're familiar with Akira. They kind of run in the same circles. Um, but this this movie is really good. It's definitely worth a watch. Just uh, don't watch it when you're 11 years old. <laughs> um, definitely not. But yeah, uh, so that kind of wraps it up here for our episode about how to get into anime. Um, you know, let us know uh, how did you get into anime? Are you planning to get your friends into anime? Uh, what did we miss? What did we get right? Hopefully more on one of those contests than the other. Um, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod or feel free to send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. And... Uh, you know what, Best Boy Dan? It uh, kind of feels weird to not get sent into a blank void or get hit by a truck in Isekai or something of that nature at the end of this show. Do you want something like that to happen again? No, no, I'm just saying, like, it's been, this episode's been kind of weirdly normal. Maybe editor Best Boy Dan has something to make it more spicy. Hey there. Editor Best Boy Dan here. No.